from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. I know I know that I haven't been doing a very good job at the bi-weekly-ish part, but I've been busy. I say that's a lie. I haven't been busy at all. I've been stuck at home. But I have two young kids, so that's busy. But anyway, welcome to Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson bi-weekly-ish podcast, mostly about automotive marketing. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's uh, a bit of a big news story out there about a, uh, a virus, or as we call it around our house, the bad virus or the bad flu. And we're not going to talk about how that's been affecting the world because that's just too crazy to talk about. But we are going to talk about how it's been affecting the automotive industry, especially from a uh, marketing standpoint, which is what we do here on the podcast. And my guest has been uh, talking a lot on LinkedIn about how he and his store is handling the process. And I wanted to get him on and chat about it. My guest today is general manager of Ferrari Maserati of Long Island, Calvin Brown is on the show. Hey, Calvin, how you doing? Great, Matt. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I became aware of you just by seeing some of your great stuff on LinkedIn. And uh, you know, a lot of times I'll be kind of uh, floating around LinkedIn or the internet and I'll read something and I'll think to myself, oh man, I want to interview that guy. And so that's kind of, that's kind of how I got uh, hooked up with you. So here we are. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So obviously we know things are a little crazy. We can all, we can all agree on that. And uh, automobile dealers and dealerships are doing a lot of things to, uh, you know, continue to do business uh, any way that they can. And a lot of that depends on what state you're in and what company uh, owns your store and and all that. But uh, in your case, it seems like you guys at uh, Ferrari Maserati Long Island are doing a fantastic job of adjusting to the times. So. Uh, so first of all, what are you allowed to do? How far along are you allowed to take a transaction? And um, and how are you guys implementing that uh, right now? Well, as far as the sales end of the business, um, we are allowed to retail automobiles, lease automobiles, um, only um, with a offsite delivery process or a designated area that has been disinfected that is only for... Um, newer used vehicle delivery. Um, and what we've kind of done is since a lot of our business for the service end has always been at the client's doorstep, you know, and we've done a, a lot of, you know, deliveries throughout the years of dropping cars off at people's houses. Right. We've just kind of shifted to that completely. Um, you know, basically for everybody's safety, you know, we don't want to get any more employees involved at the store than we absolutely have to. Um, so, you know, per the state's mandates, you know, we're not allowed to have any more than, um, two accounting employees on a premise at any time. Um, and down in service, we are fully operational. So the service department helps us get the car prepped and, you know, in the accounting department, they get the transaction filled out. You know, we send paperwork, Federal Express to a client, or, you know, we'll send it via, um, a valet, um, and drop the car at the client's house, um, you know, minding the uh, six foot um, social distancing parameters, of course. And, um, you know, we're not doing a ton of them, we're, we're doing some, and I anticipate to be doing more, um, but that's kind of where, where we're allowed to do right now. Do you think that because the, because you're a high line OEM that, um, 
your customers are almost more trained or familiar with like a concierge type service than say, let's say more of a, like a, a, a brand that's not so high line as Ferrari and Maserati. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like, I, like I said, we've been kind of at this, um, for a while, you know, uh, in a given month, you know, there's always some cars that, you know, the customer never comes to the store to either see or, you know, pick up, you know, we do a lot of business outside of New York, um, regularly, you know, we're marketing our cars, you know, to the rest of the United States, you know, a few international deals a year. Um, you know, people find the cars really, and then, you know, we figure out how to get them to them. Um, and since I've been there, um, going all the way back to 2009, um, you know, it's, it's been pretty much a, a regular occurrence. So, you know, I, I, I'm willing to bet that like our customers adapting. So let's say you have customers that maybe do, do bring their own car in for service, um, mm-hmm. or will come pick it up. Uh, do you think those cust- customers are adapting to this sort of air quotes, new way of doing business, or are they a little hesitant? Well, we have definitely, um, in the month of March, you know, we did, we weren't dealing with the entire month of what we are dealing with now in April. Um, in March we were busy in service, but maybe not as busy as the last couple of years. Um, obviously when the sales department got shut down, um, that was a lot slower. And then I think for at least a two week period going back to the middle of March, everybody was really unsure of, of really what to do um, as far as, you know, from the, I'm speaking for the client's perspective. Um, you know, people are trying to get their houses in order, I believe, and, you know, make arrangements to be safe and lay out game plans for their families. Um, and then once everyone's been hunkered down, then it, you kind of look around the house and decide, all right, well, what am I going to tackle now? I mean, we're kind of doing that at my house, you know, cleaning out the garage, cleaning out the basement, <laughs> you know, what walls need touched up for paint, you know, that kind of stuff to keep ourselves busy. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, clients walk by their cars in the garage or while they're cleaning out and saying, Hey, you know what? I, you know, I'm trying to get the car serviced. Now I'm home. You know, let me call the automotive repair shop. Um, and like I said, our business on the service end has always been concierge level to the customer, you know, whether we valet the car in and out or we pick it up on a flatbed, um, it's, it's more of a rare bird for someone to bring their car to us. My wife has also made me a list. You can organize hmm. the basement and put the All decorations right. away in one corner. You can uh, make sure the kids basketball hoop is up. I think she's got me standing the back deck this, uh, this spring. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I agree. People and we're, are, and we're all doubling as school teachers now too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I got to make sure my kindergartner doesn't stop, uh, reading and writing how to stories, you know, correct. <laughs> um, what about in terms of, uh, store traffic and in, in the way of like leads are people out there looking for that new Ferrari right now, or are you and your team reaching out to uh, current clients uh, for business? Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. We, we are getting some inbound lead traffic. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it not as much as, you know, a typical April, you know, for sure. Right. Um, it's way down if you look at that metric, but you know, it, it's, it's one of those things you can, you can kind of like sit back and wait for things to happen or, you know, you can go out and, you know, try to try to make things happen. And what we've been doing is we've been focusing on staying in touch with our client base. You know, we're reaching out to check in with folks, you know, I'll let them know that our service department is fully operational. That's really been, 
what we've been doing is we want to let everybody know that, hey, while we're working remotely in sales, you know, we still have our service department running if you need anything with your car. You know, if anything's broken, anything needs a service, a New York State inspection, whatever the case may be, we want to make sure that everybody knows we're there. So we at first really hammered in on the, the previous service um, clients from the, the year before, you know, in the month of um, February, March, January, to make sure that, you know, everybody knew that we were open that needed to get something done with the car. And then that kind of progressed into our client base altogether. And that's even progressed from where we've come up with a tool to, um, you know, feed us recall campaigns that are open on vehicles the inspections that have expired in our database, um, declined ops, declined op codes, and, you know, stuff that, you know, we can um, reach out to our clients, let them know that, hey, we're there. And, you know, by the way, you know, it looks like your car might need X, Y, and Z. We can come get the car. Um, we've even signed up with a company to help us disinfect the vehicles. Um, and, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep everybody safe and keep everybody busy. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, there's got to be, I'm sure there's an aftermarket product somewhere where, like, you know how, like, um, like if you disinfect a, uh, uh, a house or something, they put, like, a fumigation bomb or something in there? Like, yeah. there's got to be an aftermarket product where you put this bomb in a car and it, like, sterilizes the whole car and you know your car is free of, of the virus. Does that exist? Yeah. Yeah, be. it absolutely does exist. And you can actually, um, it's, it's, um, very similar to like miracle grow in your garden okay. where you attach it to an air hose in the shop. And, um, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's applied to the vehicle, just kind of like you said, and, um, it disinfects, sterilizes. And oftentimes these companies even, um, you know, you know, obviously they back their own products and, um, you know, if you hop on our, our website, you know, Ferrari or Maserati LI.com, you know, there's plenty more information there on exactly what we're doing. You know, I just, you were talking about like reaching out to your current customers just to make sure everybody's all right. Let them know about service. I think that's a good play in terms of like, I think a customer is more likely to do remote business or a different kind of business with somebody they've, they trust or a place they've been to before, as opposed to yeah. trying a new business or trying a new dealership that you have no relationship with and then using them in this way that you're, maybe you're not as comfortable with like your current people probably be like, okay, yeah, I'll do that with them. Like I know these guys, I bought a yeah. Maserati from them. Sure. I'll look at another car actually going there as opposed to somebody off the street who'd be like, I don't know these guys. Like much to have them come over with a car, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's much easier to much easier to do a transaction with a car sight unseen, um, you know, with folks you've already done business with. Um, although we do it semi-regularly, I don't want to say every one of our sales come that way, but right. I'm going to tell you that it's probably, you know, five, six, seven, eight cars a month, regular business of folks all over the U S that are trusting the authorized store and that we're going to deliver a product that they're happy with at their doorstep. So for us doing it, I think it's a little bit easier than if it's like, you know, a Nissan store in Long Island somewhere, a Honda store in Long Island somewhere. Right. Um, because, you know, even if, if you're a new customer, that, that trust absolutely hasn't been established yet. Um, and, you know, dealing in pre-owned vehicles, um, I think that more people are going to give a Highline dealer um, a bit more of, uh, of, of, you know, 
The benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt for um, the car being what, what we are explaining it to be. What about morale? You know, it's, um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, okay, so business is slower, right? Uh, sure. You know, how are you keeping your people, uh, you know, keeping their chin up, keeping them busy, letting them know that you're there for them? Like, how's that working out? We're just staying in touch. You know, um, every day I'm reaching out to the entire store, uh, obviously via email, um, but letting them know what the game plan is for the day, um, what we're trying to do in the service department, what we're trying to do in the sales department. And just giving people routine because routine makes people comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then you follow up on that routine. And, you know, just like if you were in the showroom, you're handing out accolades and, you know, spiffs and bonuses for certain positive behavior and making a big deal out of it. You know, if you're making a big deal out of, you know, whatever that success story is, the chances of it happening again goes way up. Um, And, you know, it's contagious. Everybody, you know, kind of wants to get patted on the back. And, you know, that, that's kind of the, the culture that, you know, we, you know, even before any of this um, happened, you know, we were always um, on the right side of, you know, we want to make a big deal out of, you know, customers being happy. Um, and uh, that, that's really what we're up to. I think there's a lot of dealers. I, th- I think there's a lot of confusion, right? And I think what's happening is dealers don't know exactly which way to go or what to do. Or, or kind of how to proceed in terms of process or marketing or how to, how, to, how to ride out this sort of storm. And then they just decide to do nothing, right? Because they're not exactly yeah. sure what direction to take. What piece of advice would you give to dealers listening who are kind of like, all right, this guy seems to be handling it well. Like, well, I don't know what to do. What do I do? I would try to, um, I would tell them is gotta, you have to do something. And, yeah. you know, for, for, for anything for any lack of a better um, analogy, um, I get busted on by my colleagues all the time because I, I liken our um, our business to baseball or lifting weights. I'm constantly using those analogies mm-hmm. um, because they make a lot of sense. You know, in, in car sales, if you sold one out of four customers, you know, you're a pretty good salesman. And if you sold one out of three, well, guess what? You're a really good salesman. Yeah. And, and those those uh, laws of averages play out in baseball. So you gotta be you gotta be able to deal with failure. In our business, you have to deal with failure. Um, so what are the daily activities that lead to success? You know, in automotive, um, it's practice for sure. You know, you get this time offers us um, a lot of time to get better at our craft. You know, what kind of training have you gotten your guys involved in? There's a bunch of different places out there between the Jennifer Suzuki's, the Grant Cardones of the world where you can sign up your store and right now they're running deals because they want your business in the future. So they're going to help you now um, so that you can get your staff tuned up with a little bit of training every day so that they can get what we call a checkup from the neck up and then, you know, get dived into a regular day of, of work plans. And I think if most auto, if anybody else, um, I'm sure there's plenty of dealers that agree with me, they have this awesome software CRM that we all love that we all pump all of our data into. And I think at most stores, if I walked in there and, and asked one of the sales managers, hey, what's the CRM look like right now? I think in a regular day of business, you would find that there are people using it, some people don't, and some people in between. And you're gonna have a lot of overdue tasks, you're gonna have a lot of tasks that don't make any sense to the follow-up needs of the customer that are being performed. 
you know, let's perfect that, you know, while we got the time and there's no walk-ins and there's very few phone calls to the store um, that you can get rerouted to your salesman's cell phones and your service advisors. Um, let's get real good at handling those, those very few inbound leads that we have. Let's get really good at following up on the very few customers that we have. And if you get that pipeline established, like I keep telling everybody at my store, you know, we're, we're looking for more than a hundred contacts per salesperson per day, you know, and if we're doing that, then the pipeline that's going to develop, um, when we do get some, enjoy some of this pent up demand, um, we're going to be better off than the dealer that sat in their hands and said, I don't want to call anybody because I don't want to offend anybody. And I don't want to call anybody because I don't know what to say. Um, which I'm sure is happening out there. Yeah. I, I mean, and the risk is you don't want to sound tone deaf to the situation. hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think if you acknowledge it right off the bat, um, sort of with your hands up saying, Hey, you know what? And I know it's crazy out there. Um, you know, we're here, we're doing what we can do. We're here to offer positive distractions. And you know, if you want a positive distraction, you want to talk about cars, you want to take care of your car, whatever it is, you want me to go away? No problem. I think we're doing a lot more of it via text message um, than anything else. And really hard to get offended by a text message. Um, You know, that's, and they have a really higher, much higher chance of, let's say you make a phone call or let's say you write an email or you send a text. Um, Obviously the text is going to be looked at for sure. I don't know what the percentages, I don't know what the percentages are, but it's definitely higher. It's got to be high. Yeah. Yeah, email, you get deleted often once it's the subject line. And then the chance of engagement, you know, I've been measuring it at our store, and all I'm looking at is number of emails answered, number of text messages answered. And any given day, you're getting about 35% engagement on a text message where you're getting like 15 on an email. And then we all know the phone. You call the phone. That's the way you can definitely offend somebody because you catch them at the wrong time. Um, and they're dealing with something else. Maybe they got a sick relative, um, and you get them on the phone and you start talking about what you're up to. They might not want to hear it. So, um, we are calling, but we're calling off of people asking us to call more than anything else. Yeah. Now that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, before I let you go, let's talk about your beautiful showroom, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I drive by, uh, I've drive, driven by there a couple times my way out to a dealer in Long Island and, um, how long, how, how long, how old is that building? How long have you been there? Um, we were next door to that facility when I started in 2009, okay. um, literally next door to it. And we moved there in the end of 2010. I want to say our grand opening was sometime October of 2010, if memory serves, could have been September. Um, so we've been there now for almost 10 years. Um, beautiful facility, two stories, um, a lot of space for car storage inside the showroom. Um, we have, uh, a, um, patio that offsets the second floor that, um, in the past couple summers we've opened up for like Thursday, um, barbecues for clients that are, you know, passing by. Um, not sure what we'll be able to do this year. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, maybe not this year. Maybe this year you could toss it out to them on the highway. Yeah, we'll do the. Uh, we'll leave the burgers six feet from the building in front of everybody else. <laughs> You're right. That's insane. Well, listen. I appreciate your time. I think that. Uh, I think. I think if there's a way to handle it well right now, uh, it sounds like you guys are doing it, and um, it'll be interesting to see that once this uh, all blows over, how it changes 
habits of dealers and customers. I like what you're saying about using your time wisely and sort of fine tuning and, and uh, as opposed to just sitting around and panicking about it, you got to make the best of the time that you have. Yeah. Positive thought, positive energy. Um, great things come from, from positivity um, that can only be contagious. So, you know, obviously you can look at what's bad and you can dwell on it and nothing's going to, nothing's going to change, you know, control the controllables. He's Calvin Brown, general manager at Ferrari Maserati of Long Island. Thanks, man. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Matt, thank you so much for the opportunity. Appreciate it. it. Have a good one. You too. He makes a lot of good points. Use your time wisely. I feel like, you know, I've been in a bunch of showrooms in my life, my car dealership life, and I feel like there's a, a, an awful big temptation to sit in your waiting area and watch CNN and freak out about how terrible business is. But using your time wisely for training process is great too. If there was ever a time... What, kicking something here on my desk. Sorry. If there was ever a time to uh, really take it slow and fine tune the way you respond to customer leads through your CRM, now's the time. You have the time. You don't have 25 internet leads a day. So you get two. do your absolute best at getting back to those people and fine tune your process for down the road. I like that. I also like, um, I like the fact that he talked about having a schedule. Like you need to have a routine. People like routine. So you get up and you do this and you get to the office and you do this and then you do this and then you do that and you get back to a customer and you do it this way and you go home. Having a routine in place, even in a time of chaos, is uh, certainly helpful. Good stuff there from Calvin. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson Friday Morning Live podcast brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to uh, to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. If it's free, it's for me, right? The creation tools uh, they have that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You don't need fancy editing software. You can just sign up for Anchor and do it right from your phone or your computer. And then to distribute your podcast for you, which is the hardest part, right? You want to get it on Spotify and Apple and Google and Stitcher and Frackle, and I don't even know if that's a thing, but you want to get it in all those places, that could be time-consuming. Anchor will do that for you. You can even make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. All right. Okay. A uh, couple of weeks ago, actually, no, last week, I think, I posted something on uh, my uh, Matt Wilson marketing uh, Facebook page. I might have put it on my LinkedIn page too, Matt Wilson. I'm not sure. Um, But it was, uh, I'm trying to help people out, right? There's a lot of confusion over what should I be doing right now? Can I go here? Can I go there? Should I do this? Should I do that? And usually the answer is no. If you're asking, then you shouldn't be doing it. But let me help you. This is, uh, I put this on my Facebook page. This is all from me. This is my advice of how you should quarantine during this time. Should I go to the playground? No. Should I go to my neighbor's house? No. Should I bring my kids to a play date? No. Should I go to church? No. I'm lonely. Should I invite my friends over? No. Should I go to the grocery store? As infrequently as possible and only when absolutely necessary. Don't go to the grocery store because you need more chapstick. Only when it's absolutely necessary. Should I go to the gas station? 
If you need gas, yes, wear gloves. And you shouldn't need gas because you shouldn't be going anywhere. Should I go to the cell phone store? I'm totally due for an upgrade. Your phone is fine. You can deal without having the latest iPhone for a few months. Stay home. Should I go to Dunkin'? Do you need a donut? You do not need a donut. But what about coffee? Buy a coffee maker. Should I go to Subway and get a sandwich? You can't stick some cold cuts between two pieces of bread by yourself. Should I wear pants when working from home and doing a conference call? I never wear pants on a conference call. I'm not even wearing pants right now. What if the conference call is on Zoom and has a video element? As long as you keep everything below waist level off camera, you're fine. Just don't accidentally stand up. Should I watch Tiger King on Netflix? No, you should not. You're better than that. Full disclosure, I watched the first two episodes or three episodes, and I just don't get it. Should I watch CNN 24-7? No, not if you, you know, don't want to drive yourself crazy. Should I give my kids whiskey to help them nap each day? Absolutely. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I've been giving my kid... Put that under my desk. I've been giving my kids whiskey to get to sleep every night. I'm just kidding. I made that part up. Don't come into my house, DCF. All right, thanks for listening. Another episode coming up real soon. Most of the automotive marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.